0: We walked into an enclosed porch that led to a shabby mudroom, and beyond that, all I could see was space. I hurried into that next room and found myself in the biggest farmhouse kitchen I have ever been in. I was immediately drawn to the east windows, bathing the room in light. This house is mine. Whoa, had I said that out loud? I heard it so plainly. But no, it apparently simply popped up in my mind. Either way, I believed it. We may have been nuts to buy a house at this particular time in our lives. We had good credit, but no money. The house was so far from Joe's job that the commute would be an hour and 15 minutes each way, half of it on two-lane country roads. I would be in the middle of nowhere by myself every day, all day, without a car, in a rural county where the only diversity was 1,000 Amish residents. It didn't help that it was not far from where I grew up. I had had good reasons for leaving home years ago. But I loved this house immediately, and so did Joe. No matter that it was 3,200 square feet for two people who had always lived in one-bedroom apartments. No matter that it needed work that neither of us knew how to do. My brother-in-law made a deal for us to rent for the first year, and within a matter of weeks, we moved in. The first night we spent there, Joe reached for my hand. Come outside with me, he said, and let's look at our house it was a moonlit night in late october we strolled around that big brick tank in the crisp autumn air feeling like little kids who just got something cool for christmas the lamplight in the windows made the otherwise dark house seem to pulsate with life would this mean i could say i'd settled down could i have animals in my life again would we get that dog named elvis we had a short but snowy winter that first year Oddly, it didn't snow until December, and it never snowed again after February, not the winters I recalled from childhood, but it was very cold. We adjusted to the season. We taped up windows upstairs where snow came in. We unpacked slowly. We pulled up the avocado green carpeting to expose glorious golden hardwood floors. I spent a lot of time alone that first dark winter, and many evenings I waited anxiously as Joe made the long commute home. I'd putter around the rambling house and watch the lights of the semi-trucks flash by on our state road, sick to my stomach until I saw our GeoMetro turn into the driveway. The anxiety I felt was strong and familiar. I grew up with similar feelings and had handled them silently. Over the years, I'd learned to work around anxiety without medication. I didn't know I had an issue with a name. I thought something was simply wrong with me and always would be. I do not know what exactly happened to change me into such an anxious child, growing up to be an anxious adult. Perhaps it was a perfect storm of my father's violent temper, my parents divorcing when I was four, both parents remarrying the following year, and my functioning in the aftermath of all that chaos. After the remarriages, my sister and I spent most weekends at our dad's house in the city. His new wife, my stepmother, was a nice, smiling woman. She and I would eventually become very close right up until her death in her 80s. But when I was a child, I don't remember seeing her or dad around very much. We were left alone a lot. We kids would circle up with our cousins and a stepsister and spend days running around downtown Jackson. If it was cold out, we spent whole afternoons in movie theaters. I was the youngest and therefore sometimes not invited to go with him, so I spent many days even as a child wandering around the city of Jackson by myself. I never liked going to Dad's house. I cannot think of a time I wanted to go there. I wanted to be home with my mother, and my animals, and my own bed, but these were the days when children were not asked what they wanted. One thing that especially unnerved me at my father's house was that I never knew where I would sleep. I may have been on the chenille couch in the living room. I may have been in a windowed porch on a mattress with no sheets. The street lights behind Venetian blinds poured patterns of light over me in stripes, and I felt like I was caged. I may have been in my teenage stepsister's room while her friends walked in, flipping on the overhead light, talking as if I wasn't there, blasting music on their transistor radios. To this day, I have a weird dread of overhead lights. I slept very little on the weekends at Dad's. When I would return home, I was relieved. I was close to my mother, and my stepfather, fortunately, was a good man. But my mother and stepfather had problems, and nobody was talking about it. There was no fighting.